Chief Inspector West. Calling Chief Inspector West. Stand by for West. A crime file based on John Creasy's novel Battle for Inspector West. Dramatized for radio by Maurice Travers. Battle for Inspector West, starring Patrick Allen as Chief Inspector Roger West of Scotland Yard and Sarah Lawson as his wife Janet. Part One, Honeymoon Spells Nightmare. Belgravia 437... Yes, Mr. Michael Grant's apartment. Uh, what name shall I say? I'm sorry, sir, but unless I have your name, I, I'm afraid I... Is that for me, Hayden? Yes, sir, but the gentleman won't give his name. Oh, won't he? Give me the phone. Hello? Grant speaking. Who's that? No, I do not. And I have a constitutional aversion to people who play funny beggars on the telephone, sir. Good grief. Hayden, that'll be all for the moment. Shut the door as you go out. Very good, sir. What? Yes, I'm still here. I didn't think you'd have the gall to come back to England, let alone phone me. Your congratulations? On what? Yes, I am. Yes, the wedding's the day after tomorrow. Now, if that's all you've... What? Her father, you slimy little... Now, get this straight. I know all about her father, and it doesn't matter a damn to her or to me, understand? So if you so much as try any of your rotten... Yes, by the powers, I'm warning you. History won't repeat itself. Next time, I'll come with a gun. That's a promise. The swine. The vicious swine. Roger! Breakfast! Oh, the kettle. Roger! Going. This minute, please, I'm dishing up. Oh, Roger! Oh, right here, Jan. <laughs> Oh, smells good. Sit you down. Yes, ma'am. Where are the boys? Hey, Scoopy, fish! No, they've already had breakfast. I let you sleep on a bit after the time you got home last night. Your sons are up in the playroom with that train set you gave them last Christmas. You may be Scotland Yard's youngest, smartest chief inspector, but that, if I may say so, Mr West, was not one of your brighter notions. <laughs> we all make mistakes. I rub the boys out, Jan. They'll be late. <laughs> Not if they can spin things out long enough so that Dad has to give them a lift in the car. Oh, cunning young demons. Marvellous, isn't it? Eleven and ten, and as crafty as they make them already. Well, heredity, well out. After all, they've a copper for their father. Ready for tea? Anytime you like. Here you are. I I've sugared it for you. Oh, thanks. I wish you didn't have to work so hard. Well, it's no worse for me than any other copper. The motto of the force these days, overworked and understaffed, but we go marching on. Yes, but even so, you've no need to drive yourself quite so much, darling. If what you're after is to finish up being the Yard's youngest assistant commissioner as well, there's still lots of time, surely. Sir Guy Chatworth can stay put in his office for a while yet, can't he? <laughs> as long as he likes. Oh, no, that's no job for me, Jan. I'm not cut out to be a desk-bound policeman. Any more tea in the pot? Mm, yes, of course. It's yes, well, all the same. It wouldn't hurt you to take an hour off once in a while. Today, at lunchtime, for instance. It just so happens that I'm going to be in the West End. There's an exhibition of American paintings at the Markham Galleries, and I think it would be nice if you took me out for lunch. Roger. Hmm? 
I don't believe you're even listening. That's a date. What? For lunch. Oh! <laughs> well, talk about a girl having the wind taken out of her sails. Here was I all set for a battle. Meet me outside St Catherine's Church, 12 o'clock. After that, we'll go on to lunch. Lovely. What on earth will you be doing outside St Catherine's? Don't tell me the vicar's had his fingers in the poor box. <laughs> well, nothing poor about the parishioners in that district, my dear girl. Now, I'll be there because, um, well, I'd uh, like to take a look at a wedding. You? Look at a wedding? What's come over you? It was as much as you could do to be in time for your own. <laughs> well, it's a far cry from the marriage of an impecunious, newly appointed detective constable to the knot that's being tied at noon today for Michael Grant, Esquire, no less. Michael Grant? Mm. Son of the millionaire. Sir Mortimer Grant? That's right. The big business, big wig. Oh. A chairman of half a dozen huge companies on the board of a dozen others. Yes, of course. His name's always in the papers. And young Grant hits the headlines nearly as often as his father in the same line of country. All off his own bat. They say he's well on the way to his own first million. And with no help from Dad. Oh, really? And who's the lucky girl? Her name's Christine Morley. Very pretty, by all accounts. About ten years younger than he is. And just why, precisely, are you so interested in this wedding? Oh, call it, um... Idle curiosity. <laughs> and just what is that intended to mean, may I ask? I've been married to you for 12 years, Chief Inspector West, and the day you do a thing like this out of purely idle curiosity... What's the time? Good Lord, half past eight. I'll have to be off. And if those monsters of ours want to lift to the school, well, they'd better hurry. Uh, Scoopy, fish! Uh, Jan, love, in front of St Catherine's at 12. Right. Martin, Richard, come on, you two. Downstairs and at the double. What a crowd! Here, mind you pushing, if you please. No, sorry, I'm looking for someone. Oh, listen, they're coming! Uh, Jan! Over here, Jan! Excuse me. Do you mind if I get through? Oh, Roger, I'm sorry. I'm not too late, am I? No, no, all's well. Oh, there they are! Oh, look, there they are! Oh, oh Roger! She's a lot more than pretty. She's beautiful, a perfectly lovely bride. And no wonder she looks radiant. He's a very handsome man. Roger, you're not looking. What on earth are you staring at? By the door of the church, Jan. Just behind all the photographers. The chap in the shabby grey suit. Uh, with the hat down over his eyes? I wondered if he'd show up here. Why? Who is he? Arthur Morley, father of the bride. Her father? Oh, look! There they go, into the car. And he's gone, too. Disappeared in the crowd. Yes, but Roger, look, what on I'll, earth I'll tell you he... over lunch. Come on. It was, oh yes, well over 13 years ago. I was still a new boy at the yard, but I remember it. And this should interest you, Arthur Morley was a painter of sorts, portraits mostly. Yes, but Roger, why was he skulking outside the church? Her own father, why wasn't he... Giving the bride away? Yes. Mm, good reason, Jan. He's just out of prison, a little over a month ago. Oh. Have another glass of wine. It's not bad, is it? What was he in for? For murder. Murder? He was sentenced to death for strangling his wife. Roger. Oh, careful. You nearly knocked that glass over. His own wife? Yes. Why did he do it? Mm, there was a quarrel over another man. The trial was a short one. The prosecution proved Morley was unreasonably jealous and with no justification. But he got a reprieve. They commuted the sentence. And now he's out. Thirteen years. When it happened, the girl must have been just a child. Mm, about ten. Same age as Scoopy. What became of her? As I remember, she went to some distant relatives. And judging by the look of her today, I'd say there are no lifelong scars there or anything of that sort. 
Wouldn't you, Jan? Well, she certainly looked happy enough. I hope she is. Really happy. If anyone deserves it, she does. After all that. Michael? Yes, darling? Let's not bother with the car radio, shall we? Anything you say, Mrs. Grant? Mm, Mrs. Grant. Mrs. Michael Grant. Mm. Darling, are you planning to drive all the way to Devon non-stop? Of course not. Then where are we staying the night? You'll find out. Tell me. Wait and see, Chris. No, I won't wait. Chris! Oh, I hate unexpected things. Surprises and all that sort of nonsense. I got over that once and for all. And I was still a child. Sweetheart, I'm sorry. I, I should have remembered. Then tell me where we're making for. Into the wilds of darkest Dorset. I've chosen the place specially. I came across it years ago and I've always meant to go back. It's called Uplands. A country hotel, but it's more like a club. Tennis courts, swimming pool, the lot, and, and all miles from anywhere. Mm, it sounds lovely. Hey, Michael, watch out! That damn fool! What does he think he... He can't pass on this bend, it's... My God! Oh, Michael, be careful! It's all right, Chris. Oh, you just missed the hedge by inches. Sorry. Oh. Michael, did you notice the man in the back... Yes, I saw him. ...turned and looked at us. He was smiling. Such a strange smile. Well, I know it sounds silly, but it was quite frightening. Or perhaps it was the dog sitting beside him. Did you see it? No. Michael, it was the biggest Alsatian I've ever laid eyes on. What are you doing? We're taking a shortcut. Oh, you might warn me next time you decide to make a sharp turn like that. Sorry, sweetheart. I, I just thought it'd be a nicer run through the lanes, and it'll save some mileage. Besides, uh, I could do with a drink. So the sooner we reach our destination, the better. Chief Inspector West. Well, well, it's been quite some time, Pearlie. Huh? Oh, come off it, old lad. I couldn't mistake that whiskey-fied old voice of yours if I was half deaf. There's something I can do for you. Oh, the other way around, eh? Right, I'm listening. Pearlie, is that straight up? 22 carat? Yes, of course I believe you. So he's back in England, is he? You're right, Pearlie, I am interested in anything and everything about that gentleman. What's that? Young Grant. I shouldn't think so. After what happened before, I don't see Mr. Grant coming to us for protection or anything else. I'll keep your ears flapping, Pearlie, and see what else they pick up. Good man. Bye now. West here. I'd like to see the Assistant Commissioner as soon as possible. When will he be free? All right. Yes, I'll be in my office for the rest of the day. Well, Mrs. Michael Grant, this is it. The bridal chamber. Every modern comfort, as Madam can see. Now, that's the bathroom, the door in the corner. It's a shared bathroom, actually. It connects through to the room next to this. But just to ensure our privacy, I've taken both rooms. Mm, no expense spared. I knew what I was about, didn't I? Marrying a big businessman. Oh, what time do they start serving dinner here? Oh, uh, seven o'clock onwards. Oh, marvellous. Lots of time for me to unpack. We shall unpack. I insist on sharing all the chores. I'll open the bags and you can hang up the things. <laughs> you call that sharing? Well, let's see how much room there is in this wardrobe. <gasps> Chris, <gasps> darling, what in the world? The face, look in there, the face. What? A... Oh, Chris, it's just a party mask on a hanger. But it's his face. Don't you see that man in the car with the dog? Even the smile, the same smile. 
by Sunday. A painted mask. Painted specially. And a damn professional job. Oh, Michael, what does it mean? What does it mean? The swine. You know what it means. You must know. I've never seen that face in my life till today. Sweetheart, you're, you're shaking. Come and sit down. Oh, Michael, answer me. You know that man, don't you? Yes, Chris. I know him. Who is he? His name is Corrosian. Yes, sir. Corrosian. Back in England? Sure, Roger. According to Pearlie Willis, when it comes to that sort of information, I've yet to have Pearlie let me down. Shut that damn window, will you? Yes, sir. There are times behind this desk, Roger, when I feel like tossing the job of Assistant Commissioner straight back into the Home Secretary's lap. This is one of them. I want him, sir. I want to get Corrosion. Sit down and relax, Roger. No, I'm not in a relaxing mood, sir. For years, he's had his hands in every kind of vice and crime. Nothing has been too low or too dirty for him to get mixed up in. We've always known it, and we've never been able to do a thing about it. Not for want of trying, you know. No, oh, of course we've tried. And what good's it been? We've set traps enough time and again, and he's slipped through them all, every one of them. What's brought him back to England? The grant business, you think? Could be. But I doubt if that's the only reason. Well, why not? If it hadn't been for young Grant, Corrosion wouldn't have cleared out of the country at all. Admittedly. But look at the facts, sir. Corrosion was blackmailing Sir Mortimer Grant. We don't know why and probably never will now. The old boy wouldn't come to the police, but he told his son. So young Grant goes off on his own, breaks into Corrosion's Mayfair apartment, leaves the place looking as if a tornado had hit it, and gets away with whatever it was Corrosion had on his father. Yes, and some other incriminating stuff along with it, obviously. Hence Corrosion's hasty departure. He was scared young Grant might give us the evidence to send him up for a nice long stretch. But Grant didn't give it to us, did he? And now Corrosion comes back. And not just to get Grant. There has to be more to it than that, sir. Look, we know Corrosion's kept on operating here by remote control, as it were. Why bother to come back at all unless there's more behind it? A lot more, if you ask me. Such as what, for instance? Oh, I wish I knew. I wish there was even an inkling... What I'd like at this stage is a chat with Mr. Michael Grant. But since he's on his honeymoon, we'll just have to wait. Waiting isn't always a bad thing, Roger. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Paul, Epistle to the Hebrews, if I remember correctly. And that's about it, Chris. I burned everything I found in Corrosian's flat, including the stuff he was using to blackmail my father. But of course, Corrosian doesn't know I burned it. We've been left quite a legacy, haven't we? By our fathers. Darling. Oh, it's all right. I don't mind talking about it. Whatever your father did, he could hardly have a worse past than mine. You've just told me Corrosian tried to blackmail you about it before our wedding. I shouldn't have told you now, that. Now, don't be silly. Darling, if we're going to have secrets from each other, what's the point of it all? Well, there's no point in staying here any longer. That's quite certain. These bags can go back in the car, and so do we. We're getting out, Chris. Now. Michael. I brought you here to Uplands because after that phone call, I was absolutely certain Corrosion wouldn't know about this place. Well, he's proved me wrong, hasn't he? So we run away. Michael, that's no way for us to begin by running. I won't let you do it, darling. Chris. Come here. Closer. Darling, nothing's going to spoil this honeymoon. I promise you that. And that was just a sample. Now, you finish your drink. And then while I get into one of my brand new dresses for dinner, you can take a stroll in the grounds and check up on what this Uplands of yours has to offer.
I beg your pardon. What the devil you... Oh, no, not the devil, my dear sir. Hardly in such tranquil surroundings. I must apologise if I startled you. I only meant to trouble you for a light, if that were possible. Oh, uh, certainly. Thank you. A charming spot, Uplands, don't you agree? I certainly do, though I've only just arrived here. Really? Hmm. But so have I, Mr... Uh, um, Michael Grant. My name is Prendergast. Yes, Mr. Grant, this place is a positive haven. Rural beauty and serenity, where one can escape completely from the strife and the turmoil of the outside world, leaving behind the vortex of violence. You know, I never really feel safe these days. Do you? Oh, yes, quite often. Then you're a very fortunate man, Mr. Grant. Personally, I find the present state of the world creates an atmosphere of never-ending anxiety and concern. Even danger. Personal danger. Aren't you exaggerating, Mr. Prendergast? Am I? Perhaps. Perhaps. It may have become something of an obsession with me. I see violence and danger everywhere one turns. Mm. It may, of course, have something to do with one's occupation. In my case, the placid nature of my work seems only to highlight the violence and insecurity all around one. And what is your work? Oh, I'm an artist, Mr. Grant. I paint... Do you now? Usually portraits. But I'm hoping to try my hand at some landscapes while I'm here. Well, I must be getting back. Thank you for a most delightful chat, Mr. Grant. A most agreeable encounter. I'll say au revoir. Goodbye, Mr. Prendergast. So you paint, do you? And usually portraits. More wine, Chris? Not another drop. And that was a wonderful dinner. Michael, what's next on the program? Well, there'll be dancing, if you feel like it. Or we might take a short stroll in the moonlight. Mm, that sounds perfect. And it's a beautiful evening by the look of it. Right. Then we'll finish our coffee and... <laughs> I say, I wonder if that young couple at the next table have the same idea. See? They're just leaving, hand in hand. Mmm, I was right. It's a lovely evening. I was right too, about that couple. There they go. Along the path through the shrubbery. Mm, that looks like an interesting walk. Suppose we follow their example. <laughs> but of course, we'll keep it a nice, discreet distance. Where on earth does this path lead, darling? Oh, it twists and winds so much. It comes out overlooking a meadow. And beyond that, there's an orchard. The moon's so bright, you'll be able to see. I should think we're being discreet enough, wouldn't you say? Couldn't possibly be more so. Not a sign of the other couple. Ah! Good Lord! You... Oh, Michael! Ah! It came from up ahead there. Come on, Chris. Oh, Michael, that was a girl screaming. Hurry, Chris. Here, grab my hand. Michael, there she is, under that bush. Fainted, I think. She is still breathing. But where's the man? I can't... Oh, Michael! My God! Oh, he's through the blood. Don't look, Chris. Turn oh, away. Oh, Michael! He's... Dead. He's been savaged. Like... like a sheep by a wild... Oh, look, look! Down there at the edge of the orchard. You see? A man. 
And beside him, Michael, by his side. A dog, an Alsatian dog. But Michael, darling, you must tell the police what we believe. Oh, you should have told them last night as soon as they arrived. But at least they're still here in the hotel. Oh, look, go down now, darling, and tell... No, the devil's there. Come in. Uh, Mr. Grant. Well? My name's West, Roger West. Chief Inspector Scotland Yard. May I have a word with you? Oh, all right. Uh, come in. Thank you. I didn't know anyone from the Yard was here. I arrived about an hour ago. The Dorset police asked for our help. I'd like to ask for yours. Won't you sit down, Inspector? Oh, uh, this is my wife. Yes, of course. We were outside St. Catherine's yesterday. My wife and I both thought you looked wonderful. Oh, thank you. I suppose you're here because of the... What happened last night? Yes. I've talked with the local inspector. I've got the whole picture, including a report about a car which was seen on the road not far from Uplands at about nine o'clock last night. A chauffeur-driven car with a passenger and an Alsatian dog. The theory seems to be that the dog was a man-killer and broke away from his master, so an accident. Tragic, but an accident. But you doubt that theory, or am I mistaken? No, you're not mistaken, Mr. Grant. I'm not altogether satisfied that in this instance, accident is the right word. What's your opinion? I think you're right. Then you'd say the dog was set onto that poor lad. In other words, Mr. Grant, murder. And I think it happened to the wrong man, Inspector. I believe it was an attempt to murder me. Thank you. That's what I'd hoped you'd say. I was afraid you wouldn't. And to be honest, I had no idea as to how I could possibly drag it out of you. You knew? Let's say I had a shrewd notion, Mrs. Grant. And that amounts to the same thing in my job. Now, Mr. Grant, how long have you known that Corrosion was back in England? There you are. That's it. The whole story, Chief Inspector. Now you know as much as Chris and I do. I've told you everything. Mr. Grant, you've been frank with me. I'll pay you the compliment of returning that frankness. We can't touch Corrosion for what he's done in the past, and we've no idea what he's really up to at the moment. But he's not back in this country purely for revenge. He's not such a fool. However, because he's obviously out for revenge as well, it could be our chance to nail him with your help. What exactly are you driving at? We couldn't find a more perfect place to lay a trap than this hotel. It's isolated miles from anywhere. We can check on anyone coming and going without any trouble at all. And there's a definite draw here for Corrosion. Isn't there, Mr. Grant? You want me to... West, for God's sake, we're on our honeymoon. I haven't forgotten that. But we'll never get a better chance. I want to get him, Grant. I want him badly. If you're willing to help. Michael. Chris, you're not to worry. It's out of the question. We're getting in the car and we'll head for Devon. Or straight to the Riviera, if you like. No, darling. Don't you remember what I told you last night about running away? Of course we must stay, mustn't we, Inspector? There's no question of compulsion, Mrs. Grant. It can only be your decision. We'll stay. Thank you. And I'd like you to know that I admire you both. Very much indeed. I want a damn sight more from you than admiration, West. I want Chris protected every minute of the day. Understand that? Every single minute. You'll both be protected, Mr. Grant. Leave that to me. I'll make all the arrangements that are necessary. Not sorry to have the bull to ourselves. 
Are you, darling? Not a bit. And the water's marvellous. The swim is just what we needed. Oh, feels a bit odd to have it under police supervision, though. They're keeping at a suitably respectful distance. And apart from me, they're your only audience with a new bikini. Oh, I think I've had about enough, though, Michael. What I'd like now is a good hot bath and a nice cup of strong tea. Right. Tell you what, I'll race you the length of the pool and we'll pack it in. Only if you give me a start. I'll do even better. You can take a racing dive off the edge of the pool and I won't start till you've got halfway. Go on. Out you get. Okay. All set. Off you go. Chris! Chris! What's wrong? Thank God. Over here, quickly. Chris. Someone took a shot at you. A shot? Just as you dived. For a minute, I thought, come on. I have a few well-chosen words to say to Mr. Chief Inspector West. You call that protection, West? Chris might have been lying at the bottom of that pool with a bullet in her. The important thing is that she's not, Mr. Grant. She's taking a bath, safe and sound, behind that door. No thanks to you or those idiots of yours. By the time they went racing off over to the shrubbery, Chris could have been shot ten times over, West. When I agreed to play decoy for Corrosion for you, I wasn't banking on anything like this. When it comes to Chris, nothing doing. The deal's off, West. Chris, come on out, darling. Now, Grant, calm down. I realize how you feel about it. Do this. you? Suppose it was your wife. Chris, out of that bathroom. We're leaving here right away. Chris, you're here? Answer me, Chris. Open the door. Chris, are you all right? Grant, that bathroom connects with the room next door, doesn't it? Come on. Down the corridor. You've got the key to this other room? Of course. Right, use it. It's not locked. But West, I locked it myself. Now, this other door to the bathroom. Hurry, man. It's not locked either. Chris, do West! The room's empty. She's gone. You've been listening to Patrick Allen and Sarah Lawson in the first part of Battle for Inspector West by John Creasy. Listen to Terror for a Bride, the next episode of John Fawcett Wilson's production of Battle for Inspector West. Other parts in Standby for West were played by Humphrey Morton, who was Sir Mortimer Grant. Philip Bond played Michael Grant. Denise Buckley, Christine Grant. Hamilton Dice played Sir Guy Chatworth. And John Casabon, Prendergast. Standby for West was adapted for radio by Maurice Travers. And after the weekend in this mysterious case of blackmail, Chief Inspector West hunts a missing honeymoon bride and makes a disturbing discovery. Cow touting is a thing. <laughs> it's, it's touts who hang around on corners going, Psst, do you want to buy a cow? <laughs>